Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing, whether that movie be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between. It's all on the table. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Arietta, and joining me, as always, is Cynthia Lay. Hello. Our guest this week, a returning guest, is Ryan. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, if, if I'm talking very quickly, it's because I currently fucked up the first five minutes of this podcast episode, and we are currently re-recording it. The first five minutes, we're going to try to recover yes. where I fucked up. But, Ryan, uh, we don't need an introduction for you. You've, uh, you've been on this podcast before. You've been on Pulp Fiction before. You, that was your episode. Yeah. Uh, it was like around episode eight, yeah. then. Something like that. You uh, enjoy that film, but... You do enjoy another films. Yeah. Right? Uh, what's, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, what film did you bring to the table this week? Uh, 2013's Prisoners. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Yes. I'm not going to try and say his name. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, according to Wikipedia, it was his fifth directorial film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a 1998 film called August 32nd on Earth. 2000, he has a film called Maelstrom, uh, 2009, Polytechnic, 2010, Incendiaries, 2013, Prisoners. And then after that, uh, well, he did also did Enemy, which I feel like no one really knows about. Yeah. It's a little bit underappreciated. It's uh, also kind of on the weird side. That's the one yeah. where it's like Jake Gyllenhaal has a double, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that movie coming out the same time as that uh, Jesse Eisenberg double movie. What is I that don't movie? That. I don't remember that. <laughs> Eisenberg has like a twin. Hold on. It's called The Devil. Also came out in oh. 2013. Um, <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's very, I remember them both coming out and be like, hmm. Which one's better? <laughs> I haven't seen either. Oh, okay. So I just okay. know they yeah. both came out. I've seen Enemy. I've seen Enemy. Twice, maybe? Yeah, because yeah, I like I watched it the first time and then I had to give it a second go to try and figure out what was going on because it's it's a little bit on the weird side. Uh, so let's go through uh, who's seen what what films Film. of filmography. Okay. Uh, August thirty second on Earth. No. <laughs> no. Molly Strom. No. no. Polytechnic. No. no. Incendiaries. No. Yes. No. I've seen that. Ryan. Ryan's right. got a speed on the filmography here. Uh, prisoners. Duh, yeah. Everyone, yes, got I would hope so. Uh, enemy. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm, the, I'm like the lone person, oh. lone wolf here. Uh, Sicario. Yes. yes. Arrival. Yes. yes. Blade Runner. Yes. yes. And then Doom's coming out later. And we'll probably all be seeing that. Yeah. Um, but let's start off with a synopsis of this film. Uh, this is a film that's more intimate more smaller than his current offerings are. Mm-hmm. I feel like people, uh, Prisoners was probably his more prominent breakout film. Yeah. Uh, and then he got into Sicario. Mm-hmm. It's and, prominent, but I don't know that many people have seen it. Exactly. Like, yeah. People don't, don't like, know about it. I think it's, it's like his film that like, I totally cut you off. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. It's like his film that everyone like understands that like that probably got him Sicario and then Sicario yeah, told Sicario is definitely bigger breakout yeah. role. Yeah than uh, the film we're talking about. Prisoners. <laughs> I'm very good with words right now. I feel like within like within our circle, especially, we've everyone's talked about prisoners. Yeah. So we all kind of know about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's one of those uh, 
biases where I think that's true. Knows I feel like Denis Villeneuve is one of our like directors that like everyone in our group like. Yeah, everyone loves. in our circle is kind of like uh, very on the beat of his filmography, mm-hmm. uh, especially because he kind of he's kind of like mimicking the trend of Christopher Nolan yeah. in terms of like he had these smaller films mm-hmm. once those smaller films became really popular I guess within our, like people like our circle yeah. uh, or like, goes on to become bigger budgets mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that uh, do you guys have a favorite Phil Nuve or Nolan I'm a Nolan a guy but like, a, I mean I'm it's a, like hard it's like I'm I'm a, I can't really pick a Nolan movie it's hard we can have both yeah. Yeah. I don't want to like. I don't know. I it's love hard. His work. Yeah, yeah. I just love it's his really work. hard. I've, I've probably I've seen Prisoners the most because I try oh, and show yeah, it to yeah. as many people as I can. <laughs> I just rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine and that is that is really really good. Yeah. But I also love Sicario too, so it's it's hard. Did we mention this on Arrival? Blade Runner kind of got the shaft with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Blade Runner gets the shaft. Critically well received. But. No one went to see it. Yeah, it's two and well, a half I mean, hours long, yeah. which I think that is was earned. the original Blade Runner too. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I have no idea why it, not many people saw it. I like that's something I can't explain. And like he's kind of he's proven himself, right? Yeah. I mean, Blade Runner is something. Uh, I feel like although for it's like in our zeitgeist, it's like a general audience. Blade Runner doesn't really warrant a, a couple viewings in the theater, like some of the bigger yeah. budget like Marvel movies do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Blade Runner doesn't resonate with like a wider audience. It's very well it's so, received yeah. within like uh, cinephiles. Yeah. And just the film culture. It's like one of the definitive sci-fi films. Well, like but growing up, I knew like I feel like everyone just knew about it. It like became so much in our culture that like. It was su- it was surprising to me that like someone like or something like Blade Runner twenty forty nine wouldn't hit. Yeah, especially since like. I can kind of get it if it was like, oh, this is like not a well-known director. Do we trust him with that property? And you like, had star power too. You had Gosling. Yeah, you had Gosling. I mean, you, had you brought Leto. him forward for like oh. the you last Robin Wright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was such a mystery. Sad thing that it didn't do better. Yeah. But yeah. I we still have it on Blu-ray at home, so yeah. I, I get to watch yeah. it all the time. Let's jump into the, a synopsis of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, would you do us the honor to the synopsis for this Ooh. film? I can, but I mean, right. I, I feel like you guys might be better at it. Alright, so, it's Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Viola Davis, we have Hugh Jackman. We have Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. <laughs> Terrence Howard. Uh, I don't know the actress's uh, name for Hugh Jackman's wife. Maria Bello. Maria Bello. Who's and thank you for smoking and lights out. I guess those are her two more popular films. Didn't like lights out. She's she's in prisoners. She's in prisoners. <laughs> in prisoners. She has a small role in prisoners too, yeah. though. So. But an important role. I yeah, that's like. true. Yeah. I feel like her role is really powerful to conveying a lot of the uh, the underlying mm-hmm. motivations for Hugh Jackman's character. Yeah. So it's Thanksgiving Day. Everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have each family has two daughters. Each family has a daughter. Each family has one daughter. Oh, so yeah. there's two very daughters. Cool. There, there are, <laughs> very there are two girls. We have to clarify. There are, but yeah. um, Viola Davis's family has two daughters. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They each have a young daughter around the age of like seven or eight, mm-hmm. and they want to go home to find her uh, whistle. Her red, red whistle. whistle. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents uh, think it's like, oh, it's totally fine. Nothing's going to be yeah. probably They're just here. walking down the street. Yeah. Totally normal neighborhood. <laughs> uh, and they end up going missing. Um, 
And the film then follows uh, the kind of process of Hugh Jackman's character who is unsatisfied with the results from the police mm-hmm. and he takes matters into his own hand, uh, going to great lengths, trying to find his daughter and his friend's daughter as mm-hmm. well. In the process, you have Jake Gyllenhaal serving as the detective who mm-hmm. has some kind of past. We don't really know we for don't, sure. Yeah. He has some kind of past where he gets very... Uh, blinky. <laughs> yeah, he gets very blinky. Um, he gets very involved with the case, uh, and he is like the, uh, the parallel running with mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson right. trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that synopsis out of the way, we're going full spoilers here. Yes. So if you are uh, looking to not have this film spoiled for you, because it is a, ma- a quote-unquote maze of a <laughs> narrative, <laughs> uh, you've been warned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoilers out of the way, the daughter survived. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but how we get there is very uh, interesting. It mm-hmm. is a very dark film. Very yeah. dark film. Which kind of matches Villeneuve's uh, like, subject so matter, especially for Sicario coming um, up later. Yeah. I think this is darker than Sicario. Yeah. I think it's way this, darker. Um, I was looking on IMDb when I was watching it last night. It originally received... An NC-17 rating. <laughs> well, because of the, the torturing? What? Yeah, mostly because of That's the torture scenes. Yeah. That had to get, like, cut down. It's like, Jeez. yeah, I just feel like this film is, like, so intimate that it just feels more jarring and gross. Yeah, this <laughs> film... those points. We talk about this on the podcast a lot, where we talk about gratuitous violence. Yeah. My <laughs> ability to cope with it. What I've said before is, if it fits with a thematic narrative yes. at hand, mm-hmm. then it's okay. Uh, we talked about widows. Widows, widows. where it's like that's like that same kind of vibe yeah. where it's like a really gratuitous violent, but it feels, feels like, like it goes necessary. into yeah. uh, the thematic relevance and mm-hmm. like importance mm-hmm. to it. Uh, this film does not hold back. Hugh Jackman not is like at all. He is very yeah. engaged. Uh, so uh, this is my second time seeing this film. I was a sophomore, I remember seeing it. Uh, because Sicario is just getting a lot of buzz for that film, so I wanted mm-hmm. to watch his prior film. And so I've seen this before. I knew the beats that were going to come. Mm-hmm. So I started looking for more of Hugh Jackman's kind of characters. So like, right from the beginning, he's in his car with his son, and he talks mm-hmm. about, like, taking matters into his hands. Yeah. And that's kind of, that is his arc throughout the rest of the film, is that yeah. he is, mm-hmm. he wants to make sure everything that is, like, in his control, and he can only, like, he yeah. can only handle himself. He has that line where it's like, we pray for the worst and we would, or we pray for the, the best, best and we prepare, prepare for, for the worst. worst. Yeah. That pretty much sums up who he is. Yeah. He's a doomsday prepper. He's got a lot of uh, stuff in his basement. He's got ammo boxes. He's got food. He's got water, propane, mm-hmm. all sorted up. Uh, he uh, is very dissatisfied with the results that Jake Gyllenhaal's character yeah. has. Uh, the tipping point initially for him is usually within the, it's like that 48 hour notion yeah like that whole A&E show mm-hmm. where it's like 48 hours uh, so they like suspect someone and so they bring yeah. him in and the further you get away from uh, the first like two days yeah the, yeah. the less the chances of the the, the girl surviving people surviving yes. yeah so uh, originally uh, the, the original suspect who they think has done it who is Paul Dan who <laughs> yeah. yet to introduce Paul oh, Dan yeah. in this movie does a terrific job mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Dano's character is suspected of doing the kidnapping mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because he behaves very suspiciously. And also he owns like the RV that they like went to before and they're yes. like, yeah. get away from that thing. 
Uh, he is there. Uh, he crashes it when Jake Gyllenhaal's character tries to uh, apprehend him. Yes. Much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also makes a when he is released from detention after forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Jackman's character gets very upset that he's not being detained because he's dead set and believes mm-hmm. wholeheartedly that he had done it. Uh, between him trying to escape the RV and then subsequently his comments that he makes. Yeah, the Paul last Bam, whisper thing, right? Yeah, that makes that whisper mm-hmm. where he says. Uh, they only stopped laughing, or what did they, he, what they did only stopped st- laughing they, when I left. They only started like, like it was. I thought it was like they, oh, they yeah. only started crying when I left. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Like yes. that. Not laughing. And then he also uh, like chokes the dog when he's walking. <laughs> yeah, up. that's pretty incriminating. And then he also starts singing the uh, the Christmas jingle. With yeah, Robin laid an egg. Yeah, that the girls were singing yeah. earlier. In the which movie. they yeah. Mm-hmm. To clarify, they were singing that song at the at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and subsequently, since Paul Dano's character is singing it, Hugh Jackman's character is convinced, uh, and he takes him to a the for, the his, former yeah his uh, old apartment an old apartment complex yeah. that his dad owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Jackman's character. Can I just get a name on Hugh Jackman's character? I keep calling uh, him Keller. Oh, Keller Dover. Yes. Okay, Keller Dover. I don't want to keep saying <laughs> Hugh Jackman's character. Most prepared podcast. Yeah. Case Keller Dover's character, his dad commits suicide. He inherits this apartment complex where he takes Paul Dano's character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul. Um, Alex Jones. This yeah. is another point. Okay. When I saw this film originally, I didn't know mm-hmm. who Alex Jones was. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones has only come into my like knowledge since he's like making his conspiracy blowups. When this when this came out, I was laughing my ass off because I totally <laughs> forgot what his character was and now when every time I said Alex Jones I could I could just totally brace me too I, I said that. I felt the same way I was sending snaps left and right uh, but we'll just call him Alex um, Alex's character is then taken to his apartment complex where he is tortured very very in visceral uh, graphic yeah. and excessive ways yeah. um and Villeneuve doesn't hold back. Hold back. Except for the shower stuff. <laughs> yeah, the shower stuff is, is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I'm like, crazy. if we saw more of that, I think I would have been like, I need to tap out. Yeah. That, which is so, like, I'm not surprised that it got an NC 17, which yeah. is a great trivia factor that they had. Yeah. Um, all of this, this whole line of thought has been going back to the fact that Hugh Jackman's character is Keller Dover. Mm-hmm. I'll break it by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Break that habit. Um, Keller Dover is very dead set on being like this uh, protector. Protector character. Yeah. I'm gonna bring back my daughter. He's saying it, which goes back to his wife's character, who is uh, like she's like super depressed. She's yeah. Like yeah. State she's of, pretty much bedridden. Yeah. She can't like handle it. Um, but it's kind of one of the driving factors for Hugh Jackman's uh, Keller Dover's character. <laughs> um, but what did you guys think about his character? Because I think that his whole arc is what Villeneuve is trying to say with this film. Yeah. yeah. We're like prisoners kind of of our like own doings, of our own biases or whatever, or like our mindset kind of idea. Yeah. His whole arc where he goes from this very virtuous kind of wholesome middle class family mm-hmm. and then he just becomes just a monster mm-hmm. because he's trying to do right by his yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy stuff. Cause and then like you go to uh, 
Viola Davis's character, Nancy Birch. Nancy, when she's introduced... To the torch. The torture yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like... No, this is not right. We need to stop. No, she says, no. keep well, like, going. Well, she de- eventually is like, keep going, right? She, she, she says, first, like, she like sees it and she's like... her, right? Yeah, she's like, we can't... We like, can't do this. Her, I think her, her last sentiment is like how she feels. Is she says, we, we shouldn't stop him from like... Uh, we Keller, should, yeah. Hugh yeah, Jackman's character. We shouldn't stop him, but we shouldn't be involved anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because um, Terrence Howard's character, Franklin, mm-hmm. cannot. Yeah, deal he with starts. It at all. He starts participating literally. He starts being an accomplice, mm-hmm. and he just can't mm-hmm. handle Which it. Which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. It starts getting. Like, it's very. Yeah. 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 It's just like you have to see it because it's the way it's shot is just very. It's so. Visceral. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of where the effect comes from. It's a very mm-hmm. hefty, it has a lot of gravitas to yeah. it. Um, you are taking this very seriously. Just that dynamic where you're trying to do right by everyone, mm-hmm. but it's it's turning you into... Like a horrible per- being. Because the person who ends up... Huge revelation here, if you don't want to spoil, is like... Let's explain the conspiracy first, because once we get that out okay, of the way, yeah, we can yeah. explain okay. how... The woman who abducted the children, the mastermind, yeah, who all, yeah. her whole goal is, is to, to like, make corrupt people like him. Yes, to corrupt mm-hmm. uh, Keller's character mm-hmm. and make him uh, what he turns into, which is like a monster that mm-hmm. loses faith yeah. and loses just any kind of resemblance of like a civil human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Paul Dano's character is actually an abducted child mm-hmm. from like, way back. Way, when. Yeah, way back. When. Their first, yeah, uh, their according first to the, it's the, the, the couple that's yeah. been kidnapping children. Paul Dano's character, Alex, has uh, assumed to been have, have been adopted by this woman mm-hmm. who actually abducted him. You see uh, the husband who she is current, she was married she, to, like in the in, in the basement of someone else's house. Yes, her husband uh, confesses to the priest, who early on makes an appearance, and Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Uh, Detective Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest name because Loki's not synonymous <laughs> with Marvel, but whatever. whatever. Um, Detective Loki goes to this priest's house mm-hmm. um, because he was had a lead on him or something. Uh, I think he was going through leads. Or I thought it was just like his when? house at the was end? nearby. No, at the beginning. Loki was going to, he was looking through sex offenders in like the database to like question them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he goes to the priest's house. Mm-hmm. He yeah. finds a doorway behind the fridge, and then he finds a dead body that has been tied to a chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has this uh, puzzle medallion, which we we'll get to later. And the person, what is revealed later on, is that the person in the basement is actually the husband of this woman who is now doing it. The assumed mom of Alex's character, Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. And she has gone on a spree. I think they said they've captured sixteen kids. Yeah. Uh, and she's the mastermind behind it all, and her whole goal goal is to uh, uh, like corrupt people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there is that it's the Bob Taylor character, David Dach Malik Chan. Oh God! Yeah, that's that's <laughs> It's it looks German. I can't yeah, he's it. in he's he's in a ton of roles, kind of similar to, to what he's known for. Here. He's in yeah. The Dark Knight. Yeah, I apologize yeah. for butchering that name. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, but he is in Blade Runner 2049, and he is mm-hmm. also going to be in Dune, so <laughs> it seems to be a very good, uh, you know, 
collaborator with yeah. Denis. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bob Taylor is he, he's an escaped child. Yeah, he is yeah. an escaped yeah. child. And the reason why he behaves so weirdly, similar yeah. to Paul Dano's character, is because their brain's been uh, like fried from like yeah. using LSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, what these uh, the kidnappers do is to kind of like not sedate but like subdue their the, captors yeah. so they can't like run away is they like drug them with acid yeah pretty much uh, mm-hmm. uh, the it looks like they were hippies he, <laughs> yeah. that, he pulls up that picture yeah at the end and the guy is just a total hippie mm-hmm. um and he has like the medallion on yeah we'll get, to later. Uh, we'll get actually we'll just get to it right well, now. yeah so basically yeah like the pride like they can leave if they solve these puzzles these mazes but they're like impossible mazes because they're drugged and they can't solve them and also Also, they give them one that's literally impossible exactly (laughs) like that is the whole thing is the maze is like a recurring thing you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out like what is going on um how do these pieces fit together that's Mm -hmm. the number one thing is that like Mm -hmm. how does these how do these pieces fit together Mm -hmm. at the start because they all seem kind of disparate yeah like you have like Paul Dano's character. Like when the snakes show up, you're like, what the what? fuck yeah. do, these, and, do yeah. these snakes have to do with anything? It's yeah. like, it is like a maze because you're trying to piece it together. Do mm-hmm. you guys get a Zodiac vibes? I was kind Zodiac of, vibes. yes. I, yeah. It's not only like the Hall character because yeah. that is the same crossover, but mm-hmm. he's playing a detective. Yeah. Let's get a little bit of uh, Nightcrawler vibes, but mm-hmm. like very, <laughs> very undertoned Nightcrawler mm-hmm. vibes yeah. from Jake Gyllenhaal. But I was getting a lot of connections with Zodiac mm-hmm. when he was sleuthing around. Where's his warrant? He does not have a warrant for any of this. I know. But, uh, yeah, the maze has become, like, this thing that just... This overarching theme, yeah. pretty much. It's mm-hmm. almost like... there's a, It's one of those puzzles, right? Yeah. Because you see on the Bob Taylor's uh, wall mm-hmm. tons of mazes. Everywhere, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. this guy's done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frame him. And this happens in multiple times. You're like, Paul Dano's character. Paul Dano, this yeah, guy's done it. Yeah. He's, the, he's the kidnapper. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it switches over to this Bob Taylor guy. This guy's done it. Mm-hmm. And then once he once he kills himself, spoiler, he also kills himself. Yeah. Uh, but once he kills himself and you're like looking at the timestamp, you're, you're like, like, you got 40 minutes left. But like, what? <laughs> yeah, so who's who's the person? We can't have this here. Well, then for me, when I first watched it, it was like, oh, that shifts it to the Paul Dano character. It, like, shifted my mindset of, like, oh, maybe he's it now. Yeah. So. What do you guys feel about the pacing of this film? It's two and a half hours. It's I, really fast. I thought opinion. the first, like, 15 minutes were, like, incredible. I, oh, I agree, yeah. Where he's, it's literally, it sets everything into motion within, like, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get kidnapped, and you already start suspicion. of Paul Dano's character, yeah. pretty much. He's already captured. He's yeah. in custody within 15 minutes. Yeah. Pacing is great. Pacing is great. And then it kind of... Like slows down, especially in like, uh, I guess you could say like between hour thirty. Yeah. And yeah. like it like 15. takes you to like all the dead ends, like making yeah. sure you're going through every single process. Yeah. So, I was fine with that. Like it does slow down, but you're kind of just imitating. It definitely. They're both going through. They're like that maze like mindset. Yeah. Where, like, it's not really like it does slow down, but I don't think it's ever slow. It definitely like throws you in different directions of what you think is like mm-hmm. what's actually happening and you which don't like really know good, until the end yeah no good, it's a good thing but it's a good thing for a thriller yeah. to have yeah because that because suspi- suspicion's like for a thriller it's like suspicion is like the thing that keeps it going or else you're like kind of fucked <laughs> and also like you kind of assume uh who's done it like yeah if you can figure it out immediately then that's what's the point yeah it's uh it's kind of similar to like 
searching where you have okay. like you're trying to like cross off who seems have you guys seen searching no okay well i shouldn't spoil it then but okay. there's like <laughs> one character who's similar to the mom in this film mm -hmm. where like after the process of elimination is like gone through mm -hmm. you just assume it's like oh there's this character who's been like lingering Working, in the background yeah. for a while so it's clearly got to be her mm -hmm. at some point what was my train of thought on this oh yes suspicion, suspicion and, and thriller. thriller it's very for a thriller to be like effective it's got to have this kind of like it's got to lead you on a carrot mm -hmm. on a stick for a while you got to be interested or if, you've, yeah. if you solve it immediately then it's like what's the point yeah it's like i'm here for another two hours so it does a good job at kind of not manipulating you but kind of making you believe in its uh like believe in the false uh, accusations yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. of these characters, uh, similar to uh, how Keller handles it. So Hugh Jackman's performance in this is, I think, top tier. Yeah, yeah, some tier. of oh, his really? best. I thought I... sometimes he kind of got a little theatrical. If you've seen a lot of his like other stuff, it almost reminded me of his his performance, like the a lot of his shouting, but it's still like really really good it just borderline gets theatrical in some cases because he's not playing wolverine he's yeah. Like, yeah it's like wolverine without the suit because he's yeah. just getting angry yeah so he's very he's like when he gets angry you can kind of see it oh this yeah. film was shot by roger deakins yes it was oh, definitely gangster. of course the way this film is shot like you feel so claustrophobic in this small town and like the rains and like just the grimness of everything I, yeah i don't know if that was like planned while they were shooting but the oh, rain definitely sure. like especially the last scene when like or one of the last scenes when loki is driving the the girl i forget her name i think it's like hannah when when he's driving back to the hospital and he's like got just blood running down his face and he can't see and it's raining it just makes that scene like so much more intense that it's like it's just pouring rain and he can't see out the like car window as he's driving my favorite shot is when paul dano's sucking that uh kind of like the isolation box mm -hmm. and you just and you see, see like, his one eye that's mm -hmm. bloodshot and he's just that one i guess you could call it like a, it's like a god ray but yeah. it's like the, mm -hmm. it's yeah. like a, there's a pipe that's so he gets he can air he mm -hmm. has have some air and he can talk to uh keller keller uh but they deacon shoots it from like inside the box and mm -hmm. it's just that one low light you know all you can see is his so eye. so it looks like a prison pretty much yeah yeah that is such a good revelation to have to know, or to know so that, that it was Deacon. He got nominated for this. Of course, he didn't win. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, this film very. It's got that nice kind of contrasty look. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of time, it doesn't have the television look right. No, definitely. Uh, <laughs> some Marvel films can tend to look like they're shot uh, to look like they're made for television. Yeah. I like when films create that kind of darker kind of contrasty mm -hmm. thing. Kind of gives it a little bit more punch. Mm -hmm. This film has it. Uh, Arrival certainly has yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely looks looks the part for the grimness factor. I know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Hugh Jackman's character is like going in. Yeah. Like I didn't think it was overbearing at times. I thought like sometimes when he was yelling, like when he was doing his speech on like how he should be the one protecting his daughter, that really kind of stuck out to me. I'm a huge Hugh Jackman fan. If you watched his like theater stuff, it kind of borderlines on that. Because he's a theater person. Yeah. Like, he's really well-known in Isn't the theater Isn't he doing world. a, a stage doing, thing right now? Yeah, he's doing, like... Or, I don't know, but he's, like, done a bunch of theater stuff, and he prefers it. That's what I've heard. Isn't that, like, his... He's going for, like, 
he's doing like this world tour of like him. It's like a one man show. Yeah, pretty much. He just wants to sing and dance. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of borders lines on that, but it still is like really effective because like Villeneuve really wants to show like this guy's a fucking monster. Like, so you kind of do need to get that theatrical sense in a way Mm -hmm. or else it's like not as believable. I think Paul Dano's character is also very good in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Dano's always like the most underrated part of any kind Mm -hmm. of film. He's so good, but he's in like There Will Be Blood, great in that film. He's in Little Miss Sunshine, great in that film. He was in Love and Mercy, but I've never seen that film, so... Um, and now he's directing. He was in Okja, Swiss Army Man. Okja. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Let's look at his IMDb. Uh, he's in 12 Years a Slave. Jesus. He's I haven't in seen that movie. Stuff. He's in Looper. I haven't seen that movie. I've seen that. What is he? He says he's Seth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. He's in Cowboys and Aliens, too. Oh my gosh. What do you guys think of Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal's character? I thought he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, let's try to dissect what is his background, right? He's got some tattoos. Yeah, Yeah. he's got some weird tattoos. Yeah. He's got, um, he's got a tattoo on his neck, and he's got, where are they? Individual, like, like, ring. Horoscope? Those horoscope signs? Yeah, they are. I don't know anything about horoscopes, so I don't know what they are. They were, like, talking about it in the... Chinese restaurant a little bit so it yeah. probably like symbolize or like it just like shows the way he thinks yeah. which is interesting I'm not familiar and with horoscopes at all either so. I've never caught it before but on like the, the trivia and stuff he also has a Freemason ring yeah I saw that yeah so. which is like I'm trying to fill in his backstory because we don't get do you do we have any like besides like his no. physical appearance yeah you don't get any like indications into his background no other than he's like super paranoid half the time and he's like never failed a case he's always it was it was something they they said it like earlier in the film but it's like he's solved every case that he's oh there we go then yeah a very critical line of dialogue to his character so that would explain why he's so obsessed with this case yes Mm -hmm. he's break it yeah Yeah. okay so there we go (laughs) i was was trying to put it together and i was thinking you can't be a criminal because you can't, if you're a criminal, you can't become a cop. And then I was like trying to, did he have a family before this? And then some guy makes a line saying, go find a wife or find a yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, because basically he's down. obsessed yeah. with figuring out cases. That's so I was point. trying to figure out his character, but it's more, it's from that line that you guys mentioned. It's not, it's very clear now mm-hmm. that he's, he asked that it's the one thing he can't get over. Yeah. Yeah. Still concerned about those tattoos. Not concerned, but still trying to figure out what those tattoos are. Well, there's yeah. definitely there has to be more, right? Like he blinks so much. He's got that toothpick in his mouth. Yeah, he yeah. got that toothpick. In- like a lot of the tendencies that Gyllenhaal does with the character indicate more, but we're not given it. So yeah. who knows? Uh, but that's also Gyllenhaal. He he does that like weird. He has like weird like facial twitches and stuff. Yeah. If yeah. you watch some of the other movies that he's in. You guys seen Velvet Buzzsaw recently? Yeah. yeah. What'd you guys think? Oh, I've heard God. very mixed things. Okay. Like not being Gyllenhaal's mixed under very good. Bad. Yeah, Gyllenhaal's good. That and so is, is uh John Malkovich. Yeah, John yeah. Malkovich is great, but that movie is just Yeah, a it mess. was weird. It's a, it's a mess. Gyllenhaal always kind of puts in like consistently good performances. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I didn't see Wildlife either. I haven't seen Wildlife. Directed by Paul Dan. Yeah, directed by Paul Dan. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, what kind of person am I? I feel like the, per- the films that are pertinent to this discussion, I have not seen a lot. Of, <laughs> a lot. I have not seen a lot of Paul Dan. I have not seen Paul Dan's work. Well, he's only had one film, but I haven't seen him in like while wow. or like his other films yeah. that he's acted in. Or like the backlog of Denis Villeneuve. I've already gone <laughs> well, on you've, this, right? You've hit like 
the major one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like a he's not new, but like his cinematography, his filmography is pretty short. You want to talk about the ending? Yeah. Oh, that, the that last like thirty seconds. Yes. Oh, the okay, okay, cool. Because for Keller's character, there is no his redemption is not going to end well, right? Oh yeah. He's yeah. got to be punished, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Hall's character tells him, "You he's probably going to jail," or tells his wife yeah. that is. Uh, if he is found, he's going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. So the whistle from the very beginning of the film, they do, the kids do find it. They mm-hmm. bring it with them to the abductor's house. What's her they, name? Do they find it, really? I don't remember. The the, no, they the do wife, have well, The, the wife I mean, was they, like, oh, I bought it for her. She said she no, found no, no, it. No, 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 no. But they found it. They oh, found it. Oh, she found it. He found it. Yes. But no, oh, yeah, they yeah. found it. The kids found it before... They must have gone to the house, and then as they were leaving, like he just got had picked one up. on him. No. Oh, that means okay. Because yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, no. I feel dumb. It's like the it's the whole don't introduce something into the story if it's not going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. I thought it was just like him being a paranoid person because we're introduced to it, so like he obviously has one. But no, that would okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His character does a lot of, as we mentioned before, does a lot of preparing. A lot yeah. of. Um, survivalist stuff. Preparing and a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So his character is no redeeming him, especially yeah. after the revelation that Paul Dano's character it's is actually, not the person. And he was actually, he was kidnapped. Yeah. So that makes it worse. Yeah, yeah he's already been... Uh, abused. Yeah, severely. Mm-hmm. So and then he just gets abused more. Keller's character eventually gets end up putting in like this hole underneath this car of the abductor's house. What mm-hmm. is her name? Um, we gotta Holly Jones. Holly's character. Or no, the actress is Melissa Leo. We'll the say Holly. Don't, don't Holly. give me her name. Okay. So I'll keep saying the okay. actress's name okay. over and over again. It's Holly Jones. Holly is the abductor. She puts... Uh, Hugh she, Jackman. Yeah. Keller. Keller into this <laughs> hole. Uh, and she leaves him there to die. The people don't know where to find him. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like also really cold, so they can't get him. Like They're trying to dig the ground, but they can't. Yeah, yeah they're trying to excavate the site, looking for Some bodies, maybe. Yeah. They end the film with the whistle, mm-hmm. and Jill and Hall's character, uh, as inquisitive as he is, was assumed to find him, and then he gets yeah. rescued. Yeah. I'm assuming in this film that they had more. Like, they probably had oh, some afterwards sure. things that they probably like... cut, do you think? I don't... It was... I, I read something that it was, like, originally... Planned that this he, way? No, it was planned that he would, like, never be found. They were just going to uh, leave it like that. That would have been, I feel like, a good ending because... It's uh, implied that they found him. It's not like Jake Gyllenhaal goes the opposite direction. Exactly. Because yeah, you yeah. think of his character, his character is not Dumb. that kind of person. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I noticed, too, is it's like he stuck around. Everybody else was like, all right, we're done for the day. We're packing up and heading out. All the like police, like CSI techs or whatever. And he's just sticking around. And because he like sticks around... He ends up hearing the whistle. The ending, you assume he's gonna find it, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I assumed as it's well. It's like the implied. It's like almost like Inception. It's because like it's like a happy ending, and then like or happy as much as it can be. Like they're I mean, rescued. It's, it's so, a little bit more then, concrete than Inception. Yeah. But. Yeah, way more concrete. Uh huh. Um, but it leaves you on that kind of like unresolved mm-hmm. kind of thing. I was kind of hoping he would get like some kind of. Like punishment, like he's gonna get it. In I feel like, form, yeah. If yeah. if what you had said about him just never being found, uh, I think that that's like been his like form a of really punishment. like yeah, like r- change is kind of the meaning of the end of two because mm-hmm. then you kind of get this um, finite 
kind of punishment. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of notions of faith in this mm -hmm. film in terms of just him praying. And he's like basically trying to do, I guess he's trying to like get God's strength to do this. Yeah. So I think when when that kind of ending happens, it would have been like God just like turning his back on him because he's been... He's like such a... He's sinned so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I'm trying to think about how like the ending. You hear the whistle going, mm -hmm. Joe Hall's character listens to it. And then just walks away and you get like a slow <laughs> pull out shot of just the whistle going and then he's just done. Oh. That would have been a really good, that actually would have been really good. But that's like so out of character though. Yeah. It's like Jake Gyllenhaal's character is like built up as like. And he would have been fast. It's like, like he, he, yeah. you know, it's the, he solves every crime he's ever been assigned. He yeah. wants, he, he feels like there's still a piece of the puzzle that he's missing. Yeah, he's like trying mm -hmm. to figure out what it is. That would have been found. They would have found him though, because they yeah. said they they said it's gonna take months to excavate the frozen ground. They would have been finding him, finding him there, or what if he was bleeding out? He got shot. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, did he get was. Shot. He was bleeding out. I feel like he's dead. Or he died of hypothermia like, too. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> he's probably in that hole for a while though, because they started like the excavation. A couple days. I feel like it was at least a day. Yeah, right? at least they started the excavation. After probably they froze found to death first. Yeah. His time is not long. His time yeah. is definitely not long. Imagine the reception on that, though. This is already a really dark film. Like, end on, like, I uh, love dark humanity endings. is... Darker endings are just so much... I feel like they're more powerful because you're like, oh, my heart. Yeah. Shattered yes, in yes. yeah. Man. This is a very good film, I feel like. And yeah. within his filmography, too, it's, like, everyone knows Arrival. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows Sicario. Everyone, yeah. Everyone knows, uh... Well, I, don't, I shouldn't say everyone knows Blade Runner 2049 because apparently not a lot of people saw it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this, this film is, like, it's very good. Mm -hmm. People need to see it. Yeah. Within yeah. our circle, we say we've, we've seen it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But apparently, no. Like, yeah, most people I know have, like, never heard of it or anything. It has, like, heavy hitters, too. Like, yeah. Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, Paul Dano, like... A very slept-on film, yeah. it sounds like. But it, it, it does kind of usher in, like, the Sicario, yeah. which then makes him I think it might be a little too dark for some people. This film is, like... After I watched it, I had to, like, breathe and, like, sit down and let it kind of just sink in a little bit. Do you guys feel like it's darker than Widows? I feel like it's darker it's than Widows. It's way darker than Widows. I think it's one of the... I haven't seen Widows yet. ...darkest no. films I've seen. Because Widows is somewhat happy, you know? At the end. Yeah. This... It kind of is as well, but, like, there's also other things going on. Not to mention there's, like, straight-on shots of, like, abuse. In Widows, you don't necessarily see that as often. Like, I think the most horrific scene is, like, Daniel Kaluuya, like... Stabbing the Stabbing guy the with, guy. With, like, the wheelchair. But, like, you get, like, shots of Hugh Jackman literally beating the shit out of Paul Dano. Yeah. And the hammer scene, like, I just, like, please no. <laughs> yeah. I think the notion of faith is probably... It's if I were to write anything about this film, I would say, like, it's notions of faith. And the ending is, it's weird because... I'm trying to remember, like, she had a quote where, like, she t mentioned, like, I want, oh, it's like, like, people to, like, fe fear something. Oh, like, it's, it's, like, like something the, about the, God. It was, like, kidnapping children is the war we wage with God yeah, or something like yeah. that. Because then it turns the people into, mm -hmm. like, demons. Yeah. Which would, like, it's, it's certainly a really, like, faith-based film. It certainly is. It's just... challenging faith don't know enough about faith and religion to like go into a deep dive into it i'm trying to get the points because like he's gonna get punished i mm -hmm. feel like god is 
there is a sense that like there it's like the challenge between like do you put faith in God right to mm-hmm. like to help mm-hmm. solve things or do you like take matters into your own hand and that yeah. is like his thing we you mentioned that quote before so we mm-hmm. pray for the worst yeah and then prepare we for, pray pre- for the best and prepare for the yeah. worst yeah which then, is like weird like I don't know like if you're so like faithful to a God wouldn't you want to why would you need to prepare right I don't know maybe it's like a idea that I'm not familiar with. I think there's, like, I would go into notions of, like, the ending and the outcome, right? Mm Because, like, the children who are pure, they survive. Mm -hmm. In terms of this narrative, right? 16 Mm -hmm. others have succumbed to, like, a worse or faith in these two children. Um, And they survive, but I think it would have been interesting to see how Keller's character is dealt with that at the end. Because it's not, like, finite, but we assume he survives. I feel like the torture is already like a psychological toll on him so that might be something where he's gonna have to deal with as well like doing the torture on Paul mm-hmm. Dino's character there's a great that great sequence or scene where he's identifying um the sock mm-hmm. and he starts breaking down yeah not only because he assumes his daughter's dead dead but he also realizes that he's been torturing a guy this who's yeah innocent mm-hmm. for the whole time and he's it's so there's that it's a great powerful sequence because it's working on two different emotions because mm-hmm. he's realizing what he's done and the crap toss of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's like trying to get information out of it and he's like crying. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go into final thoughts here, guys. Uh, I personally very much enjoyed this film, especially on rewatch. You're finding mm-hmm. out the more finer, yeah. finer details. Uh, it's a dark film, but it, yeah. it's like it's it yeah. warrants itself because mm-hmm. of the themes it's addressing. And like it also builds it up. So you're not, like, expecting, yeah, it's not like, like... it's not like No Country for Old Men, right? Yeah. Where it's yeah. immediately saying... Where the violence in that film is, uh... It's like, here, and it's then, like... like they, they go up the very tippy-top at the very beginning, because they're like, yeah. this is the world we're in. It's and like they decrease the, it. It's like ripping the band-aid off. This is yeah. like a slow build to show... The where she's going, going. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, warrants itself. Mm-hmm. Very good film. I'm glad we get more Villeneuve... We love later yeah. on yeah i can't wait for dune I'm, yeah i'm just excited for his whole career uh ryan what do you think of the film this is your choice I, i'm assuming I, you're <laughs> I, I enjoy this film a lot um along with all of denise i that's i i think he's the first one who i've actually like i mean i've, I've gone back on like some of nolan's films some of nolan's earlier films like uh memento and mm-hmm. insomnia but this is the first the other director where i've actually gone back and tried to find some of his earlier stuff. What's your ranking of his? What would you say? Is, is this your favorite of his? Ooh. I don't know. I, I really like Sicario and Blade Runner, too. Okay. So it's like, those are like top three for and him. I love Arrival, but I think, for me, I, it's hard. Like, when you think of, like, the border crossing scene in Sicario, yeah. you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> amazement. Uh, and then you go to like something like Blade Runner where it's very philosophical mm-hmm. based and like mm-hmm. you, you're just like trying to like stew and like the thoughts mm-hmm. if I had to rank them I'd probably put Blade Runner Sicario Arrival Prisoners mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like it's like it's you're like, in like great like, films yeah, yeah so you keep bringing up Nolan uh, I feel like Nolan's a very he's like a rock star director everyone mm-hmm. loves his film mm-hmm. just for, for Nolan's new announcement for a film they didn't give it a synopsis or anything they just said Christopher Nolan's new film will come out uh, like July 19, 2020 or something. They just gave out a date, no synopsis. They're like, this is the date. This is, yeah. Boom. Uh, 
we keep making comparisons and on. Uh, I mean, their trajectory, their trajectory is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> and they make they don't make similar films, but they make like they all make good films. Yeah. I feel like he's working, especially with like between Arrival, Blade Runner, and Dune. Mm-hmm. He's working the theatrical experience, mm-hmm. which is like instead of some directors may choose to like doing a big picture no, and not doing a small, small one, which is like yeah. kind of like a Spielberg mentality, which is like I'm gonna do Ready Player One, I'm also gonna do a post. Mm-hmm. Like these two seem to be like working in a very theatrical experience mm-hmm. where they're only concerned about making this grand kind of movie. Mm-hmm. The theatrical cinema experience you come to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this film as well. It is very, very, very dark. Mm-hmm. So if anyone who wants to watch this, be warned. <laughs> it's not my favorite Denis film, but it's like working on a different level than a lot of films that we've seen, yeah. I've seen, so. There's too many good films. I know. But with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, Ryan, for coming on to the show. Yeah, of course. We appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at UW Film Club. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Club UW. We post a podcast every Monday at 8 a.m. on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, and SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Did you say that? I don't know. <laughs> I say SoundCloud. I always forget one of them. I know there's four. <laughs> I always forget one of them. Uh, please use our MeUndies link, our Amazon Smile, Blue Apron, Wix. HelloFresh, Mac uh, Weldon. All of them. Brooke Linen. Is that a new one? It's like a linen company one. Oh. There's one I listened to earlier this week about like a... forget the name. Warbly Parker also does them. Yeah. The glasses company. I just heard one about like a a carry-on bag that has like a battery built into it so you can charge your your phones and stuff without having to like bring a cable or anything to... Oh, I heard about that and then everyone was like, how does that get through? (laughs) But yeah. Thank you, Ryan, once again. We really appreciate it. Tune in next week for something with a reprogram. Yeah. Bye, guys. (laughs)